Welcome to Hatching Leaders, a podcast by ELDA, the European Leadership and Debate Academy. In our first season, we'll meet young leaders from the Social Campaigning School in the Middle East, which gives local social activists the tools to create a digital campaign on a topic close to their heart. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Sabina Devins, and I'm talking to Ninette Abi Atala, a lover of books and her country, Lebanon, about her campaign to improve Lebanon's future by empowering its citizens with inspirational literature. Today, I'm sitting down with Ninette Abe Atala. Ninette is a psychologist, life coach, and we have this in common, a book enthusiast. She lives in Mount Lebanon, where she's spreading the life-changing potential of books with her campaign. Welcome, Ninette, and thanks for speaking with me today. Thank you, Sabine. I'm very happy to be speaking with you about books. So, Ninette, tell me, how did you become a leader? (laughs) I'm a leader. (laughs) You are. <laughs> so tell, I mean, we can get back to that question if you like. No, 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 it's um, fine. Yeah, okay. So tell me, Ninette, how did you become a leader? Well, I always thought that the word leader meant like uh, a person who stand up in front of a mass and shout out and use that finger and talk uh, with superiority. I had that image in my mind. And then I started uh, doing more researches about what a leader is through books, especially. And uh, I found out it's not. Uh, A leader is a person who likes to serve people, who is from the people, who is uh, very down to earth, who is a very good communicator and who has a message and things he wants to deliver and uh, help the community. So I didn't meant to be a leader but it happened. But you are today. Um, So you've become a leader in this area of books, um, especially sort of focusing about mental health. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your campaign? Okay. So uh, my campaign uh, had so many motivations. I was motivated first by the conditions in our country. So uh, among everyone, I saw that my country is very beautiful. It the people have so much potentials and uh, we can't change. And from my major and my studies in psychology, um, I know that change on a personal level takes time. It doesn't just happen like by a second. And that's the thing that people doesn't know. So to do a change, you can uh, take many roads. And uh, I was thinking, what was the most efficient change I want? And um, if people can see the last post I had on Instagram, it was inspired by a book, Atomic Habits. And uh, it spoke about the three layers of change. There's the identity, the process, and the outcome. People here mainly focus on the outcome. And if you are only focused on the outcome, uh, you won't really uh, do the change. When I graduated, I didn't know what to work. Uh, I didn't know uh, how can I start my career. I didn't have any vision. I was very scared and worried and everything. And that built up until I had, I guess, an anxiety attack and I was uh, hospitalized. And back then I didn't know anything about anxiety and anxiety attacks or anything. And I uh, got out of the hospital and uh, there was a book 
in front of me. I decided to start reading again because for a very long time I didn't read because it's not trendy, it's not cool, and it's not a culture in our country. So um, I started reading and reading and reading, and uh, the book was about anxiety, and the title was How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And I was amazed. It was like a treasure. I was reading real stories about real people who was grateful about little things. Like I remember one story, it was about uh, a woman who couldn't see. And then she uh, had an eye surgery. And uh, for the first time, while washing the dishes, she could see the uh, soap, the colors of the soap. And she was (laughs) very touched by that. So I liked that book and I wanted to change. I want to feel better, to be less anxious. So I started applying a bit of what I was reading and I wanted people to experience what I uh, did experience when I read. So reading has so many benefits. It helps with depression, anxiety. It helps us to grow to develop, especially if you are reading like self-help books or psychology books. And even if you're not Mm. reading those kind of books, if you're reading a novel or whatever, it also helps because it helps you to develop your ability to stand in someone else's shoes, to to yeah. widen your perspective and yeah. to, to develop your emotional intelligence. And it uh, helps you in uh, giving you more words. Your imagination will be bigger. Yeah. So it has <laughs> so many benefits. And yeah. one more thing. Yeah, there's that idea of people who read are like boring or nerds. But I think it's, it's sexier to see someone who reads Uh, because uh, he will become smarter and it's nice. (laughs) It is nice. I mean, give me a hot man reading a book any day over someone pumping iron. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I really love what you were saying. And, um, you know, especially about reading books, I always think about that. I think it's George R.R. Martin. He had a quote about people who read books um, live a thousand lives within their lifetime. And I think this is really kind of the idea of what you're getting at about building empathy. And, you know, even when you're reading fiction, I love reading books where I can just connect with the characters and you don't feel as alone in your thoughts and your ideas. And so I really get how reading can help um, mental health. Yes, Um, exactly. Yeah. So from your very like, I mean, thank you for sharing your very personal experience with it, especially around your anxiety and things. But of course, you know, anxiety is something a lot of us suffer from these days. So what made you decide to sort of go out beyond yourself and share sort of this experience, this transformation that you had, as you sort of said from Atomic Hobbit, this process that you went through, what made you want to share that experience and get more people on board or build a community around that experience? It's my love for my country. And uh, I don't want to feel helpless. I want to change. I want to do something, even if it is a small thing like encouraging people and motivating them to read. Because I think that's like a big treasure that they are hiding from the people. Because I like to (laughs) recite a, a phrase. It's from the Bible, I guess. At the beginning was the word and the word was from God and the word was God. So in words, there's so many power. In books, there's so many power. And people need to um, 
get access to this power and acknowledge how much they can do, how much they are powerful. And uh, there's hope, there's everything. They can change. The Lebanon can be great again. It's a beautiful country and the people are amazing. And the big proof is what happened after the uh, Beirut blast. People went down and helped each other. We have this power and this love and this... Uh, I don't know. So I just want people to remember that again and mm -hmm. uh, become better and stop like uh, living in denial and distracting themselves with bad things. I think what you're getting at really is um, letting people tap back into their passion for their country and, you know, creating this very grassroots movement of change by empowering people. Uh, through the power of books and like what we're reading and like what you can. I mean, Atomic Habits is such a powerful book. And the other books that you're all sort of focusing on is really about self-help. Um, and I really love this idea about, you know, you have to be the change yourself yeah. before and then translating that into changing a country for the improvement of the culture, especially yes. a country like Lebanon, because I know it's not an easy time. So I really yeah. love that you are giving people their power back in a situation where they, it's easy for them to feel helpless, I can imagine. Yeah. 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 Lebanon, we're not only hummus and tabbouleh and people who like <laughs> to celebrate and uh, party all the time. Yeah, we like to do that. Who doesn't? Uh, we are the country of Gibran Khalil Gibran, uh, whose book spread the word. And he, he wrote a very beautiful book, The Prophet. And uh, the writings were awesome. So I was asking myself, what happened now? Why, when I'm thinking about a Lebanese writer, I can't find a name? What happened? So that was my question. Then I looked at the situation in my country. Uh, I'm seeing people leaving. People are not proud of being Lebanese. And that hurts me a lot. And uh, they are seeking like, other countries and trying to belong to other countries. We no longer belong to our country. So I found that if I want to make a change, I need to help people start changing their mind, their thoughts to improve on a personal level and then create that circle of power and uh, belonging through reading. There are still people who choose to stay here because we can't build for the future. They can't make us think that we're done and uh, we can't do anything. No, we can. And yeah. we will. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love the attitude. I love the spirit and things like that that you're bringing to it. Um, so what do people say? I mean, you've built this small community. I've seen what you've been able to do with your campaign. What do people say when you tell them about this project, about your campaign to get people to read books? Yeah. Um, honestly, I didn't know that the effect will be that quick Mm -hmm. um, from my small circle, I know people are starting to read. People are starting to discuss reading more. They are asking me for books. I am invited to join book clubs. Uh, Bookstores yeah. are reaching for me. They are telling me that I'm giving them hope. Uh, like I'm becoming a role model. But I told you I didn't meant to do that. <laughs> I wasn't just spreading my passion. And um, it's beautiful when I, I'm getting to know, so there are writers in Lebanon and there's mm -hmm. good ones. But the thing is, uh, the media is not highlighting them. They are not very supported. You're creating a platform for them. 
would be my yeah and i got to join a group of people who are passionate about reading and mm-hmm. i was very happy about it they are lebanese and when they speak about books they use some specific words that are very beautiful like they say reading is holy and uh, to mm. read you need to have a specific environment a specific routine and yeah. they love it the yeah. one thing we all agree about and uh, it's not that i agree with it's that it's right uh, i heard one uh, girl she was saying that i read in english uh, mm-hmm. or i read uh, english books that are translated because the arabic books are not good and that stopped me and i st- i started a discussion with them and then i took it to social media to discuss this thought have you told your parents about your campaign like what is your what do your parents say about it or your friends or your closest circle how do they think of this they love it <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe, I mean, what's nice too with your closest people, maybe they love that you love it and they see how happy it makes you. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Some of them support me because, yeah, as you said, I'm passionate about it and they like how I'm spreading my passion. Mm-hmm. And uh, others, oh, okay, <laughs> I have one story <laughs> about my friend. She's uh, Lebanese, but she's now living abroad. Yes. And her name is Stephanie. Yeah. She doesn't like to read at all. Okay, so uh, she is following me on Instagram and she sees all those posts about books and books and books. So yeah. when she got there, she shoot the library at her room. She told me, mm-hmm. hey, books reminds me of you and stuff. <laughs> and then now she is spending most of her time in the library reading and researching. And I actually motivated her and she thanked me for doing that. I really loved <laughs> that happened because <laughs> she really wasn't into books, but now she is. And um, also, yeah, it just takes yeah. one good book, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it takes one book. <laughs> yeah, one yeah, good yeah. book. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about that uh, one time in our lives, uh, in, in mm-hmm. my, the life I do on Instagram. Yeah. And that's what happened with me when yeah. I was younger. I took one of Gibran's book and I opened mm-hmm. the first page to prove to my aunt that uh, reading is boring but then, <laughs> but then you got at, learned at the end of the day I was still couldn't stop reading <laughs> and I proved myself wrong I can only imagine the the glee or the joy that your aunt had when she saw that you were still reading after a couple hours yeah um, yeah that's amazing um Have you had any sort of criticism with your project as well? Have there been people who think reading isn't worth it? Or, you know, have you had any people sort of say like, why are you spending your time on this? Um, So far, no, but I'm prepared to that. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that girl I was talking about, she was one of... Yeah, Stephanie. When I started preparing for the campaign, I asked people uh, who likes to read, and then I mm-hmm. had the answer like uh, 80% said they like to read, but like mm-hmm. 10% actually does. So there's mm-hmm. the action part that was missing. Yeah. Then I yeah. asked them, why don't you like to read? Some said that uh, 
my eyes hurt and some said it's boring yeah okay so yeah. Um, i took the answers and then i come up with uh, an argument for that i mean mm-hmm. if like you said it's not about reading it's about what you are reading if you like novels you should read novels if you like self-help book you should read self-help book if you like comics you read comics and they can try they can apply the one percent rule start with one page it's a trick (laughs) but start with one page and see (laughs) what will happen it's easy to read one page or one paragraph but choose something that you like that you are interested in and we can see what happens so yeah, just like little Ninette did that one time. <laughs> she yes, tried to prove exactly. her aunt wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you talked a little bit just now. You said you did a survey. And how did you start with your campaign? I mean, also, you did this through a program that Elda put on, and we're here with the Elda podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about how Elda helped you on your way to leadership. Yeah, <laughs> I love Elda. And <laughs> Elda loves you too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love the coaches at Elda. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it helped me uh, with the campaign and it helped me on a personal level. So, I've always been multi talented. I have yeah. more than one interest. I'm interested mm-hmm. in photography and filming and communicating and psychology and coaching and art. I never knew how to merge Mm -hmm. everything. And one time when uh, we were doing a session Mm -hmm. online, we went into breakout rooms. And uh, I don't know if it was with you, but uh, they asked us to just talk about something we love. Yeah. And I started talking about books and writing. Yeah. First, uh, when I was... Uh, thinking about what I'm going to choose, I didn't have that idea on my mind. I thought that mm-hmm. I will choose um, a campaign about mental health, but yeah. I didn't. Even though um, uh, I discuss it a lot with my colleagues, uh, other campaigns, there, there's yeah. a lot about mental health, but I chose yeah. reading. Elda helped me to uh, gather everything I love in one thing, mm-hmm. and it helped me with a lot of techniques to use for design how to elaborate my campaign and honestly what I did is just follow all the steps (laughs) (laughs) like in detail and answer to Mm -hmm. all the questions and that uh, made me uh, succeed yeah yeah that's great is there a moment from the social campaigning school that um, has really sort of resonated with you or that kind of sticks out from your mind or any of the experiences that meant a lot to you in particular? Uh, when I got the feedback about the campaign. Yeah. Yeah, and it was in the email when uh, Lena replied, she told me your story like I, impacted me very much. I was mm-hmm. very happy because <laughs> I was very uh, vulnerable in my story. I shared it and it was yeah. really nice that people are appreciating what I'm sharing and uh, helping me very much. And there's a lot of altruism in here. Mm-hmm. Like coaches are very friendly and they give without asking. They are also leaders. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> they are not asking anything in return. I mean, not without yeah. asking. Yeah. They ask a lot of questions to Khalifa. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's part of the process. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. I mean, your vulnerability and your openness has also really come through also in your campaign. And even in our conversation today, I, when you were talking about how much you love Lebanon and like the future for you and the country, I might have felt some feelings like in my face or something. Um, so yeah, your passion is so contagious. And I think really plays into how you've become a leader is really about using your passion and finding that people who you can infect with that passion. Because that's, if I, if I had to talk about you, if I was just going to say, oh, Ninette, I was going to say Ninette is infectious um, with her passion and her leadership. So thank you. Um, I have one more question. Um, what are you looking forward to in the future as a leader? With my campaign, I'm uh, looking forward to start a book club that is Uh, very specific or specialized in self-help book and psychology book. And it's not a regular book club. It's about empowering yeah. people, motivating people, uh, sharing expertise, growing together, uh, creating that power for the campaign. On the bigger vision is I want to see that change. It won't happen overnight, but it started no. already. And yeah. uh, I hope that I'm serving my country and uh, contributing in the change and uh, yeah, having yeah. that beautiful Lebanon we were raised <laughs> and <laughs> we dreamed about again. One more thing. Yeah. There's a phrase for Gibran. He says, I will say it in Arabic and I will try to translate it. لو لم يكن لبنان وطني If Lebanon wasn't my country, I would choose it to be. And yeah. uh, I ask people to imagine or have that vision of the Lebanon they are proud to belong to. So my vision, mm -hmm. the country I'm proud, I'm already proud with my country, but yeah. the country I'm proud and I love to see is yeah. a country in which people read, uh, discuss ideas. I believe you. And I believe with young people like you starting campaigns in Lebanon, I think Lebanon will be a very different country, hopefully very, very soon. So um, thank you so much, Ninette, for this beautiful conversation and sharing your passion with me today and being part of the ELDA group um, and the social campaign school. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you a lot. I want also to thank uh, to thank Elda. They are amazing. I love them all. And <laughs> I'm very proud of myself and I'm proud of my colleagues, the Lebanese one with their other campaigns. And yeah. uh, hope we can all collaborate to the change and the Lebanon we all dream of. Thank I look you. forward to seeing that. Thank you so much, Ninette. This was great. Hatching Leaders is a podcast by ELDA, the European Leadership and Debate Academy, and is funded by the Federal Foreign Office of Germany. You can stay up to date with the leaders we spoke with today on their social media channels, which you'll find linked in the show notes. You can also follow ELDA on Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm Sabina Devins, your host and producer. Christian Stahl is the executive producer. Jakob Wundrak is our sound engineer, and Adelini Polt is our script editor. Lena Dressler and Michael Geller are project managers for the Social Campaigning School by ELDA. 
If you found our conversation inspiring or insightful today, tell someone about it or give us a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. We would appreciate it a lot and it would help Elda hatch more stories like the one you heard today. Thanks for listening and talk to you next time. Thank you.